Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk, the dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn on banging in your eardrums. You know what day it is? It is Sunday, it's the Reflection Hour and I'm back on track baby. Here I am, how are you? How have you been? I've got a gin in hand and I'm ready to reflect, I'm balls deep in reflection. Um... How have you been? How's your week? How's your weekend? Have you been utilising the weekend to build a better future? That can be an abundance of things, can't it? It can be making a memory. It can be doing things to make happiness. It can be getting amongst nature. I have been amongst nature today. I have been out for walks. I've enjoyed the sunny afternoon. I've been sat in the back garden with the... uh, you know, with the the the, the Kimnia thing on. Uh, should I say that? I don't know. I think it's illegal in some parts and places, so I don't know. But I was warm. Um, it was just lovely. Sat in there, taking in as much vitamin D, and I don't mean dick, as much of the sun as I can take on board. I have. I absolutely have. Because that's what it's about. It is... It's a free thing to have, and it makes us feel happy. I've been doing it. I've just been sitting there, chilling out. I had music on in the background. Just mindless. Literally, my mind has been empty all afternoon. Now, that's not the laziness, and people say, well, you've just you know, developed yourself. You're looking at a better future. Actually, I needed that. I needed that break because I've been a busy, busy boy. I've been decorating, the, uh, as I said to you, the girls' bedrooms getting perfection for them Uh, i had a beautiful evening seeing some family members uh saturday night which was it was good it was also bad in some respects not the party the party was absolutely fantastic got to see some family and friends um it was more about just you know that the the normal drama that i go through um however positives have come out of it and i mean massive positives so i went through my normal stupid process where i start picking up negativity i start looking at ways to get out of things and what i'd done so on the friday night and 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 by no means i said to you i wasn't a plumber i said this in one of my last podcasts well i ended up being fucking plumber paul this weekend because friday night she said um yeah the the, the fucking tap's still dripping i was like okay (laughs) fucking let me in she's like take a fucking break james nope You've fucking, you've made it a point now, and it's on my fucking agenda to get it off. So, I have fucking ripped that tap out. I tore the shit out of the tap. It didn't let me, it wasn't going to let me win. It said, you're not going to win. It was, uh, I never, I'm not a plumber, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But like most expectations of women, they expect you, oh, I need this doing. Um, Just fucking do it, mate. It's just that easy. Um, I needed to change the seal. It was supposedly, in fact, actually, um, it is that easy. I've discovered that the route I took, which was ultimate destruction, by snapping the fucking head of the tap, and I'm, you know, the big one in the kitchen sink, by snapping that fucker, and I, I pulled the fucking neck off it. You know what I'm saying? I fu- and again, innuendo city. Calm down, people. Um, I fucking wring the neck off it, and, and lo and behold, there's a fucking washer. That's the washer I needed to, to change it. It deteriorated. It was leaking a little bit. I didn't realise, uh, and this was the kick in the fucking balls for me, because it's been mentioned a couple of times, you know, this, this the tap needs fucking doing, and I'm just like, ugh, can't be asked. I'm not a fucking plumber. I don't really know what I'm doing. I know it's going to fucking turn into something bigger than fucking Benner, because it fucking always does. Whenever you do a fucking job... 
it's not a simple fucking job. It never is, especially if you're in uncharted fucking waters, you know? You don't walk into a fucking... You don't go to an island going, it's going to be pretty and fucking pink everywhere. You know, it's going to be fluffy. You need to expect there's going to be wild boars. You're going to be living off fucking fish, and everyone knows I fucking hate fish. And, um... You know, you're, you're going to be fucking, you know, bull sharks at the shore and everything, you know. So, uh, you know, you, you know, you're going into the expectation that it's not going to go easy. However, it always sounds easy. I'd love to live on a desert island. Would you do it for a million pounds? We see this shit everywhere. And everyone's like, yeah, I fucking do it. No, you would not do it, Deborah. You fucking would not go on that island, Deborah. I can fucking assure you, you will shit your fucking knickers on the first day and you will fucking die. Within days, you will not be able to fucking... You can't. You're fucking... You're not a ruffian. Uh, you see that all the time. Anyway, me personally, yes. I, 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 Would I survive? Probably because I think I'm quite tenacious. My attitude would prevail, I think. Um, I would force myself to eat fish if I really had to um, get over the, the fear of the fucking fish and, and get past the throwing up. I probably would. However, it's not going to be easy. So, before I digress into fucking Paradise Island... Um, yeah, I became a plumber, so I put it off and put it off and put it off, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to fucking do this, it, it's not my fucking job, I'm not a fucking plumber, yeah, but you fucking do things all the time, yeah, I do do all the things, and, and normally it, it interests me, I've been putting this off for fucking months, and I've been watching it fucking slowly lime scale round, and it's been almost to a point where it's not a trickle anymore, it's a constant run, well, well, the easiest way, I think, that, that, that we've got resolution on this, um, was when I found out what I'm spending on fucking water a month. <laughs> it's like £150 a month I'm spending on fucking water. Now, probably, according to the fucking guy, and, uh, you know, when I when I questioned this and I saw the bill for the first time in, in the quarter, because it was in the new quarter, and I went, this is, this is considerably high, mate. Um, not happy with this. Why is that? And then she was like, well, oh, let me fucking tell you, mate. Let me fucking dip into the archive of been telling fucking Jimbo for fucking months. And I was like, oh, okay, fucking hell, we're, all, we're balls deep in here. This is going to fucking go, this is going to go fucking disastrous, disastrously wrong for me. Uh, and lo and behold, yes, bosh, this comes out this fucking list. It, it's the sink, it's the fucking toilet, it's the fucking outside tap. There's the three culprits, you know, and they're, and, they're, and they're constantly trickling. And I'm like, oh, fucking brilliant. Why didn't you tell me about this? I fucking did. And, and then up comes this fucking plethora of fucking emails and fucking <laughs> fucking text messages. You think I'm shitting? No. I've got emails. You're like, James, don't forget to fucking do this. And I'm like, okay. Fucking lock it in, big boy. I'm coming in. So Friday night, decided to take it upon myself to challenge my skill set. And I wanted to become Plumber Paul. Plumber Pete, whatever you want to fucking be. I wanted to be a plumber. So I I looked and I was like, okay, this is fairly... I've looked on YouTube, it's it's fairly fucking straightforward, but it had been seized on, bearing in mind it's like 12 year old. In the end I lost, in the sense that I fucking destroyed all the pipework tap, I fucking couldn't get it through the hole, you know, it's too big for the hole, do you know what I mean? And you'd think I'd have skills and experience in that, you know what I'm saying, whoa! <laughs> and, uh, so I don't, I don't. Um, but yeah, so I fucking, I, I literally, yeah, so I, I looked and it didn't go my way. I found the seal, but there was destruction behind me. So that cost me £45 for a new fucking tap. Okay, Billy Bonus, get a new tap. Went to the store, got the fucking tap, fitted it in. And then whilst I was under there, built, you know, I'm not built to be in tight. I'm also, I must caveat that with I don't have the build of a plumber, more of the build of a fucking rugby player. So I couldn't quite get into the cabinet area carefully 
to undo the bolts and unlock the waste pipe. The waste pipe fucking decided to fucking drip once I'd installed the fucking, um, you know, the, the, the fucking tap. And yeah, lo and behold, boom, uh, I've got a fucking constant drip. So after 25 pounds and one and a half fucking, I mean, English pounds um, uh, and fucking uh, and two one and a half days. Sorry. I fixed it. I mean, I basically what I had to do in the end was I fucked up so badly that I had to buy a whole new system underneath so got a new tap new system to the tap and a whole new fucking p p downpipe or something i don't know what it's called it's a fucking u-bend thingy and it fucking it's all right now it's wonderbar it's wonderbar however yes it's cost me more money than i wanted to spend and more time than i wanted to spend so but the story of that the moral of the story is like i said i was building myself up so i started that on friday stripped it apart was like fuck Saturday was thinking there's going to be a quick fucking battle. Yeah, but, you know, it's okay. It won't stress me out too much. Bearing in mind, I want to relax this afternoon so I don't overwhelm myself for this fucking party where I know I'm going to go and see loads of people. It's going to be loads of fucking noise. I'm not really... I wasn't drinking, so... Yeah, it went considerably fucking sideways around about midday when I said, this is very, very close to fucking me off so badly, I'm going to shut down from the fucking world. That's how, that's how fucked off I was. It's like I'm not a fucking plumber, and, and I'm guessing shit on a Friday, on a Saturday afternoon. So I ended up doing it all, repaired it all. Actually, I didn't repair it on a Saturday afternoon. I took the executive decision, and this is the this is the development piece, people. This is where we get to. This is the development piece. So normally, in this scenario, if you've been listening to the podcasts, you would have heard what I'm like when I go out. I get anxious. I I I, so I, I fucking let people down. There'll be people who be going. Yeah, you fucking let me down loads. Yeah, all right, mate. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I have. And I nearly let people down today. And I was kind of going along going, I really didn't want to let people down because I knew the importance of, it was my auntie's 60th and, you know, she put on a big fucking spread and, and you know, <laughs> that can be perceived in many ways as well. <laughs> she put on a fucking lovely spread. My auntie, beautiful auntie. Spot on the 60th, uh, you know, music and everything else. So I, I wanted to enjoy the event and just also it's a nice occasion to make those memories, to catch up with people. This is what releases the serotonin. So it's kind of like a battle, isn't it? It's a battle of my own mental health, anxiety, fucking don't want to go to this. This I, I don't want to be strapped in. It's almost like being on a fucking like a, a roller coaster and you're strapped in. You still get a little bit anxious because you're strapped in. Yes, there's a safety net, you're strapped in, but I didn't want to be there. So, but it, you're locked in when you go to these events. You can't just turn up and go, hi, I'm fucking going, if you feel shit, because they're family. So you, you owe them the due diligence to fucking stay a bit longer. Um, so I did, but I did. So I felt this bubble of shit, if you like, uh, around me, the aura, the anger. And I started to build, and I was like, right, I, I took this executive decision to stop. And I said, right, I'm going to be brutally honest. If I carry on doing this task, it's going to fuck me off so badly that I don't want to go tonight because I will be so stressed. I will have a fucking headache. I will be tired because I've had to learn how to do this. I know it's not going to go right because it's already not gone right. I was like, can I just fucking leave it? And I was like, I'm just going to go and walk the fucking dog. I'm just going to de-stress a little bit. I'm going to go out the back and just chill out. I never really settled because, but a lot better than I've ever been. And it's because I wasn't doing, this is where, this is the problem of what happens is when very much, and I've got a little tip actually I'm going to give you in a minute. From a, it's a known fucking trick. But whenever you get the anxiety, whenever you get sort of kind of like um, the overwhelming sensation of sort of, 
anxiety and stress all bubbling up because of different scenarios it tends to overwhelm you and you tend to just go fuck I need to go into a ball and fucking leave me alone I don't want to talk to people and that's where I got to and normally what would happen is I would carry on driving the force so I would carry on doing things and I would use my stress and my anxiety to power and drive myself to do other things and that's what would be exhausting that's the exhausting bit for me is because I'm in an anxious situation. I'm not sure I want to go to the fucking party. I'm not sure how I'm going to react, whether I want to stay there long. When I've mentioned I want to be that flexibility that's been taken away from me, can't go fucking early. It's, you know, it's your fucking auntie, you know, and all this sort of jazz. So all of this has been, is that that's the overwhelming part for me. And previously, as many of my friends will know, I've let them, I've let them down right at the last minute, um, you know, very much so. Uh, I, I and I, I go on this dopamine high originally and I'll be like yeah 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 and then it'll get to it and I'll be like fucking hell I don't want to go I don't feel I don't want to stress myself out I don't want and it's really fucking obnoxious um even um I was chatting to my mum and dad last night because we, they were at the party and I was sat down chatting to them and they were like you okay and I kept going outside and they were like what's going on so I was, I'm just over I'm it's the noise it's like it's I'm I'm overheating. I'm stressing out a little bit. I don't really know who to talk to. I'm I'm subcon I'm self conscious about myself. So I'm sat like literally. Um, I've got somewhere in my body abs of fucking steel surrounded by loads of body fat because I'm trying to suck in my stomach so I don't feel conscious about my weight. That's how crazy it is. Um, and I do. I I don't know why I do, but I I, I very much do feel conscious about my, my from my, my weight, even though it probably doesn't make any difference. Um, but I did, and on all of these things, I like um, they just they just drive me to to be in a worse state. So I took the executive decision to say, look, you know, I want to go tonight, but I'm going to have to just fucking shut down this afternoon. I'm just going to have to go outside and just get ready last minute, and we'll just go there and we'll just keep it relaxed. We won't talk about it. We'll just arrive. And I got there. Now, like I said, when I was I was talking to my mum and dad, and they were like. PTSD's got a lot and mental health's got a lot to answer for. They were like, you were a social butterfly. You used to be out all the fucking time. And we were even talking about the times, I, most most weekends, I used to go into town on a Friday night and I'd go in on my own. And I'd literally just bump into some people because I used to go out quite regular. Um, and I'd bump into people and I'd just hang around with them, get drunk, fucking see the night through, go home, job done. That's how social I was. That's the that's the the truth of mental health is it strips away everything from you. And this is I, I this is the most disheartening bit for I think everybody around you, especially loved ones, especially, you know, wives, partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, husbands, whatever they may be. The the devastating bit is a lot of the time relationships are built either before a mental health condition has arrived, very much so like me, so you'll see me for years doing what I do normally, which is just socialising, it being the centre of the attention, and, and you see a lot of that come through every now and then with my personality because it's quite a prominent part of my personality. So I do like to be the centre of attention, do like to talk. A happy man is a talking man. Um, and very much so, I was very much like that. And then everybody... If you watch the last 14 years of my life, it has just dwindled down to the point where now it's almost like there's just no, there's like a flicker of a flame of social, social in me. 
it's almost to the point where I'm just I just don't want to fucking I just want small groups now some people might say that's with age but then it's not really because I know that's not factual because I look at my parents and my, my parents are um, almost 70 and my mum's just over 60 and they're fucking social butterflies they're, they're they're constantly out having parties all sorts of stuff so and even last night when I, I sat there talking to them they were like no James we we absolutely see a massive difference in you Everybody has seen a massive difference in you. It, it, they will never say it to your face, but we all say it. And, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, how do I take that? Talking about behind my back. And it, and it wasn't. It was, And I asked that question. And they were like, no, it's not. We're not talking about you behind your back, but we're just, it's very, very disheartening to watch somebody feel like that when they have been the centre of the attention for years and they enjoy socialising, they love making friends. Like I said, I had thousands of people on social media, everybody I'd met along the journey, I talked to people all the time, I got friends, all I had friends all over the world, literally all over the world, through socialising on when I used to game, when I used to go out on the piss, everything. I had, I had massive groups of people. And now I've literally got myself three or four, you know, three or four friends, you know, and, and that's the reality of it. That's, and that's the reality, I, I think, of one of the, the, the biggest problems with mental health is, I think for me, and the reason I say this a lot, and I don't know what to what extent I mean it, but I'm, I often say I'm like, I fucking hate people. I just hate people. And I think that's because, and, I, and I've been trying to reflect on that a little bit. Again, this is the reflection hour. I've been trying to reflect on that quite heavily today, actually, this afternoon. So this afternoon, I just shut down, again, music in the background, just reflecting. I was trying to make sense of it, because my mum, even my mum, I was talking about my mum as a 41-year-old, but she is, you know, mum and dad are a, a big part of my life, so very, very lucky. Um, but they, you know, just saying what they said was like, when I said it to the party, I, said, I fucking don't like people. And my mum was like, why? You, you've, you've never been like that. I was like, I don't know. And... And then I reflected on it today because obviously that's what we do. We, we, we look at scenarios. We, this is how we develop. We understand our mind, our body. It's all right me saying it outwardly, I hate people, or me saying I'm depressed, or me saying I'm sad, or, or me saying I'm overweight, or I'm underweight, whatever it may be. I've not got a go girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. It's all right saying all of these things, but we need to understand why. And, and a lot of the people, a lot of people in general, they don't understand, they don't want to understand the why they hate those things. They just enjoy saying it. And it's almost very much, I think, a little bit to do with, you get a lot of that, you know, in all sorts of walks of life. They'll say, I don't like that. And if you ever challenge someone, why don't you like it? I just don't. No, but why? I don't. Okay, so there's no, there's no valid reason. There's no evidence, evidential reason for you to dislike that process that that person that whatever so that's what i did i looked at why i hate why i say i hate people and, and why i want this this um this reduced life in terms of getting off the rat race of life i really fucking do i and i genuinely stand by the fact that i i want to get off the rat race of life like i don't i don't want to be reliant on money anymore i don't want to be reliant on it it drives me and i don't like something and the more the older i get the more i don't like the fact that i'm surrounded by people that everything revolves around money you can only do certain things if you have money i i'm i'm hell bent on on the confidence in my ability to be able to be fairly sustainable and live on my own, live on, live live wherever with whoever it doesn't really bother me but live away from the rat race of life i fairly you know 
there's so many mediums now with so much opportunity for people to do things than just go to the office and live in a fucking office um, and, and get a little bit more out of life. But one of the, like I said, one of the fundamental basics of, oh, sorry, just not, not just not my computer. Um, mental health, and that's, that, it's my mum that said it. She was like, you can't say that. So I, I, I just, I, I just wanted to develop into that. I wanted to talk a bit more about that. So I sat in this afternoon and I was like, why do I hate people? Why do I, hate such a strong word. And I wouldn't say, I'd say probably hate is a strong word, too strong a word really. I just have a massive trust issue with people because I've been burned so many times. And, and I'm not asking you to play violence. I don't want fucking violence. Nobody needs violence. It's just acknowledgement on the fact that we have been burnt by people. Human nature is, we do. We, 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 there's only a few people, in select people in your life that won't want to screw you over for their own beneficial, their own benefits. They, 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 they wouldn't do that. Unfortunately, I seem to have found many people along my journey. And I think that's because mental health brings an element of vulnerability with it. It, it, you do tr I, I used to trust people very very easily I used to enjoy people's company if I went out on the fucking piss I used to go yeah let's all get fucking drunk and I'd buy drinks and all this sort of stuff because I wanted people to feel happy but you get burnt a lot when you open yourself up through this fear of loneliness this fear of um, you know wanting to to feel needed and, and it's it's almost like a desperation when you've got low mental health is you want people to like you it's like yeah just please you know just support me i'm in a fucking shit place i just need to get supported and sometimes you latch on to people most of the time actually you latch on to people that, that are just out for an agenda there, there is a hidden agenda and that is the unfortunate thing with mental health and if you look at anybody in the mental health spectrum they all need protection and we and, and we protect some minorities in in, in sorry we we do protect some of the um mental health sort of syndromes and stuff like that but we don't protect all of them but with all of them with stress with anxiety with depression with any of the you know autism adhd ptsd with all of them comes a massive level of vulnerability that we don't talk about and vulnerability is the bit that screws us over because when you're heavily depressed, you want to spend money. You're, you're chasing dopamine. You're chasing the serotonin, the high of spending money. Well, people will come along where you're spending money. That's when your friendship group will grow because, like, fucking James is spending money. He's fucking loving it. He's always got the new gear. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a fucking dabble on that. He'll get that. I'll make sure he goes above and beyond. I used to do it when I used to organize parties at, at work. So I used to organize functions. I'm constantly trying to socialize with everybody. And uh, I used to go above me, it used to cost me more money than fucking everyone else because I wanted it to be nice. And it's the same if I ever hold an event or something come around my house. I do go above and beyond um, because I want people to be happy. But it's a state of vulnerability. And there'll be people in this world that will take advantage of your kindness. They'll take advantage of that frivolous spending. And then what I found at the end was most 95% of those people now that I've known over the last 14 years are nothing to do with my life anymore. But they were a massive part of my life when I was spending money and I was succeeding and I was pushing and I was doing stupid things. They were all there for the journey. But when I cracked and broke, that's the bit 
where you feel the loneliest the most and you look around and that's when you need to know who's around you and that's all of this is encompassed in the process but like I said we don't talk about the vulnerability factor and there's a huge vulnerability factor involved in mental health and like I said, we look after some of the categories, you know, we look after um, autism. We need to we no need to protect autism because, you know, because of the, the mental condition that is PTSD. We, we we to a point, I don't think we do quite understand it. ADHD, we really don't understand. Um, I didn't really understand it, to be fair, till I started really researching it. Um but most of the condition don't have the full understanding of them. And I, th- and, and I do think it's a very difficult area to, to, to break into to understand because there is, unfortunately, so many people that take advantage of some of the uh, mental health conditions. And that's where it's hard to, to understand if there's a pattern. But there is. We're, we're getting better. We're the, more, the more research we do, the more we look into mental health, the more we understand. And it's very much some of the stuff I talk about is is old ways of thinking but we fail to remember in fact one of the conversations that was there last night actually at the party was we were looking around and all of the generation there's a couple of generations underneath me i think it's uh, i don't i don't want to say gen z gen x whatever they are i'm 80s that's all i know but the the 2000s will say for me someone will correct me but i'm I, i'm a fucking boomer i think i don't really know um everywhere you look they all had mobile phones they were all like facetiming their friends at the party to be at the party but not quite at the party they were on a party some were playing games some were listening to music but it was deviceville no real interaction between themselves like themselves really they were in their group and their group was with them at the party but they weren't stretching their group they were like no these are the people i like and i and i said it to my daughter i was like why aren't you going over and talking to her? no I, well i'm talking to my friend here <laughs> well, right okay but do you not want to socialize no i don't like this is the friend these are friends i like and that's it i don't want to fucking understand and it is uh, it's very much the way it's going nowadays and it's almost like what i talk about in in the, the the facts and the reality is the true friends that you will have in your life you can count on one hand that's the facts and and there's nothing you can do about that and and you're at most they say statistically you will have 150 valued friends people that you would talk to have good memories with so when you look at your friends list and i cascade back to you know the start of my podcast where i think i you know i really drilled into trying to make sure that we're looking for the right people around us the ones that want to see us succeed and the ones that want to push us to succeed and they they acknowledge actually fucking james is driving i need to i need to fucking push him i need to make sure he's got fuel good tires i need to look after him so if I look after him, we'll go along together. If, if That's the way I look at life. And I do that with everybody around me. If there's somebody that's pushing, I'm like, fucking go for it, mate. Reach for the stars. I will do what I can to help you. Providing you can, you know, you've got the confidence to do that, that, that task. So it, it's really, but that's, that's a lost art. It is a really lost art. But I was talking about, um, so I, I had my, obviously my older generation. So my mum and dad's, you know, the generation above me. And, you know, I was talking to them and they were like, yeah, but, you know, we don't understand it. Like I said, the 80s, you were the first generation to have computer games, to, to record cassettes off of the fucking radio. 
play the VHS. You know, we were the first ones to have MP3 or CD players, MP3 players, mini disc players. You know, we've had all of it. And now everything's on a fucking phone. One device we used to have fucking seven or eight devices for. So we've learned all that, but we've never really learned it. But what we haven't done is because we've learned the process from almost being you know, barbaric in the 80s where people were still smoking in cars, we didn't have fucking seatbelts in the back, you know, all these fucking crazy things, you know, we didn't have uh, three points of contact on a fucking ladder, no one gives a shit. It was literally crazy in the 80s and even worse in the fucking 60s, 70s before that. <clears throat> but the 80s and 90s saw a huge boom in technology and everything else, and I'm not going to digress into that, but what we haven't done is we haven't adjusted. So there's generations, we all talk about Oh, it's because they're in their fucking 60s and 70s. They don't quite understand technology. And then we look at the people that are like in their 20s and we go, they literally live on technology. They drive on technology. You've got this little tiny, this group in the middle, this 80s and 90s group, you know, so whacked off their fucking tits on ecstasy. And, you know, because it was legal, <laughs> you know, so practically. Um, but whacked off the tits on fucking ecstasy at raves. You know, it was a, it was a crazy fucking time. And we didn't really evolve as quickly as the next generation below us because they were brought up with it. And before I digress massively, the point of this is we haven't quite understood, we haven't quite progressed and why we're, why we're having such mental health problems in our generation is because we haven't adjusted to the amount of information that we're asking to retain. And if we don't understand mental health, then it makes it even worse because we don't know how to get out of it. We don't know what to do. It's, it's, it's still fairly new. We're still trying to understand that everybody's, you know, diff uh, different ways of dealing with it. It's like I know for a fact that my way, it, the way I deal with mental health stress and, and, and anxiety and things like that is I get angry. But there's people out there that just go, you know, they get a little bit frustrated. They get a headache, but it's all inward. I talk about my friend Kieran. He's always like that. He never really shows stress. Whereas I show fucking stress. When, I, when I'm in a stress situation, you know the shit's hit the fucking van. It's like, I can't do this. I'm going to fucking do this. But it's that stress barrier. But we all have different ways. Like I said, we're all individuals. What might work for me might not work for the next person. But we had we, we could all go through the things. Like we, I guarantee we could start a process and some things, and all of us get depression, anxiety, whatever, at the same time. We would all repair ourselves, heal ourselves at different stages. Some of us would regress. Some of us would go down the route of drink and drugs to mask the reality and the pain. Some of us go through the work driving factor where we're just fucking committed to work and we don't care about the money. We just want to succeed. We just want to keep getting projects. And then you've got the other side as well. Depression can make it so... You know, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to fucking wash. You don't want to care for yourself. And this is the kicker. You listen, this is the fucking problem with mental health. All of that can switch around tomorrow. All of it. So today I can be driving. I can be fucking raw. Tomorrow I could fucking hate people, not want to get out of bed. I'm literally trying to claw myself out of bed. I'm, I'm literally, I, I drag myself out some mornings. I stand in the fucking shower and I put it on cold and I just go fucking stand there till you sort yourself out. That's the way I do, that's the way I have to fight it because I've got to still achieve. And that's the problem. You still have to achieve. You still have to succeed. Even though you're driving mental health problems, your fucking brain is wild as fucking craziness. 
I've got shitloads of projects going through my head. I, I dopamine hunt all the time. So I'm looking for a project that I'll try that. It didn't fucking work. It's cost me fucking fortune. Didn't work. Didn't like it. Never going to do it again. Literally to the point where I'll never do it again. Like I said, I did that artwork the other day. It was that 3D art with a, with a cloth and some fucking PVA glue and fucking plaster and all sorts of shit. It turned out okay. It turned out okay. I didn't enjoy the process. But I was so excited about the start of the process that I went and spent £50 I don't fucking have on materials because I was so confident I was going to enjoy the process because I, I liked how it turned out on fucking YouTube. I did that. And then I did one and I went, that's fucking horrendous. I do not like that. But I've got this I've got this fucking stuff in my box. <laughs> we. <laughs> so it that's the problem with mental health. And I talk actually about, you know, um spending is such a big thing. And like I said, that that's the problem. When you're a dopamine hunter, when you're trying to, you know, you're on antidepressants and spending money gives you that serotonin. Like I felt awful on Saturday morning, went and got my hair cut, fucking beard trim. I felt great. Because it, it was an artificial quick boost of serotonin but i felt good at the time and that's that was straight away and that from leading from getting my hair cut walked straight over the the uh, market square to sit down and have a cake and a fucking coffee and then i was like Rawr. obviously i was on this artificial high that it was in a really good place and then went home and then destroyed the fucking sink and crashed and then had to shut myself down but that's the problem with mental health you can't predict when it's going to strike and i've said this many many times you don't know when it's going to strike, who it's going to strike, and how it's going to strike. There can be people out there that can be, almost feel invincible. I don't get fucking mental health. I've, people have said it to me. There's no way you get mental health problems, James. Fucking bullshit, mate. You are literally the life and soul. Now you look at me, fucking not that at all. I, I get bursts of it. I get bursts of, but it, it, I don't like big fucking big group situations anymore. I like intimate little things where we can all have a little bit of a giggle, a little bit of fun, and it just shuts down nice and easy. I just don't want the drama. I don't want that. Yeah, the drama. <laughs> I just don't want the drama. And so, yeah, it, it, and that's the problem with mental health. The problem with mental health is we can't predict when it's going to happen. We can't predict how it's going to happen. We can't predict who it's going to happen. But what we can do is look out for signs. We look out for things and we install or instill coping mechanisms like i've did like I, I knew for a fact that saturday this is the positivity of a coping mechanism this afternoon i knew that i needed to shut down don't go with my head instinct my fucking adhd knobhead brain don't go with that don't fucking drive yourself into a ground what you need to do is just slow down potter just chill do little tiny things don't let your brain overwhelm you because you're just doing this to try and exhaust yourself, to, to make it so you don't go tonight. Your body is already... So I blocked that coping mechanism. I blocked it with my coping mechanism. Go for a walk. Go chill out. Go and just relax. Sit down. Put something on TV. I mean, it's just for half an hour. Something just to take your mind off of it. And before you know it, it was time to go. And it just went into the mode. Job, job done. Enjoyed the evening. That is the positivity. And it's so, so important that we talk about wins positivity none of us do and i and i've said this you need to talk about positivity you need to spread positivity you need to let people know that something's working 
And it does. The coping mechanism was get out amongst nature, just relax. I had a couple of pints of water just to try and fill the stomach so I didn't like get the anxiety of eating, which is what I tend to go to. I tend to overeat when I'm feeling a bit anxious because I'm like, I need to do something. So instead, I start fucking chewing down food. I look out for these now. I've been doing this for over a year, looking at my body and understanding my mind and trying to combat these problems. It doesn't work every time. I get that. And yes, there is knockbacks. You heard my podcast. You've got to take the knockbacks for what they are. But what we do do is we move forward. We Just as long as you're taking a step forward at every adventure, event, adventure, event, that is the important bit. That's instilling the positivity. It's it's a f- basically with life, you, you just don't know. So you need to instill all these coping mechanisms. You need to start reflecting on your own body and mind to try and piece things together, especially if you're susceptible to mental health. Like I said, unfortunately, with mental health, it's other people that tend to suffer from your poor mental health. It will be you cancelling on friends. It will be you upsetting your partner through possibly, unfortunately, physical abuse, mental abuse. All of these are done through you not managing your mental health. You not trying to make the next steps positive. Using the weekends to build a better next week. That's the problem with this. Is When you don't take charge, accountability, again we're back there. When you don't take accountability and charge for your own mental health, that is when it fails. And you sit there and you blame everybody else. And that is when it fails. You need to drive it. Reflect. Look at what's going on in your life. How could you have handled that situation better? What could I, what could I do to better my mental health? What can I, if I'm in agony and it's making me really angry, I've got a fucking crippling back. Men tend to go through fucking life. It's it's just a bad back. No, it's not just a fucking bad back. It's you living in constant pain. If you can resolve it through a doctor, then brilliant. If not, go and get pain management and understand what pain management is. Then get the right health, whatever the doctor can offer you, whether it's, you know, reduce reduce working, whatever it may be. All of these factors all help you to a better person, give you a better quality of life. How many times do we all just as men or women sit there and fucking drive ourselves into the ground for family and loved ones, friends. We drive ourselves and we piss and moan when it goes wrong. And we say, ah, they fucking, they're taking advantage of me. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I was listening to a conversation yesterday. So I was sat outside the bar and I was sat, I went out to the front foyer of the, of, of the, um, the social club. And there was these two drunk guys and they were, they were fucking chatting away, chatting away. And I, I eavesdropped. Okay. I, I did eavesdrop. But the conversation was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So this guy, and I, I'm going to back this up with evidence as well. This guy was sat outside the front just talking to his friend. And he was saying in his drunken tones that he's sick of getting abuse from his, um, from his wife. He's basically being told um, he came home at half past seven after work and she's started accusing him of affairs. He was like, I'm... A, a, a fucking, I'm just an electrician. I'm just fucking. Uh, I'm just doing my job. It, it sometimes it works late. You know, it, we all know what self-employment's all about. Self-employed personnel, they do work longer hours because they don't know when they're going to get their work. 
sometimes even is more beneficial for the customer. So he was getting, but the, the conversation went really deep. And he was basically saying, I've been abused. She fucking physically hits me. She's shouting at me all the time. I, I'm on tenter hooks all the time. And the guy, the, the bloke was like, look, mate, you, know, you need to get out of there. He's like, no, because I know for a fact she won't let me see the fucking children. And I'll end up, I'll be paying for them, but I can't see them. She's already said she's going to fucking do that. He doesn't want to, he said, and he, this is a bit, there, he, he said, I love those children to bits. And bearing in mind, he doesn't know I'm listening. And it's literally just him and his mate. So, you know, it's a valid, it's a fairly valid conversation. It'd be, I've, I've reminded myself of similar conversations we've all probably had with our best mates sat there over a beer. Not saying the same context, but we've all had those in deep conversations. And he was sat there, he goes, I don't want to be lonely. I said, what am I going to do? I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave that structure where I can't see my children. I'll end up paying for my children. I'll be out of pocket and having to pay for somewhere to live and look after myself. So, and I'll just be sat there lonely all week. And then as he was saying this, this woman come out and she went, what the fuck are you doing? You should be fucking in there. I'm sat there waiting for a fucking drink. And then fucking smacked the back of his head. And he was like, sorry, love. And it, that, that was factual. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. That was right in front of my fucking eyes. That was, it was literally like, he's just enduring shit just to, just to have a roof over his head and, and be able to see his children. That is the that that's the problem for men is it's a it's a lose lose situation to be a partner and a father in a lot of situations. I'm not going to digress into that, but what I'm saying is, it's little stories like that where we constantly need to work on ourselves. We constantly need to adapt. We need to look inward. We need to make sure that are we doing the right things. And his his friend actually came with some really sound advice. He said, "You won't be lonely." He said, "And sh- you will see the kids." You have to see the kids because you've done nothing wrong. Have you got, and he was going in like, have you got evidence? And he was like, yeah, I've got these abusive text messages. Like, we'll just save everything. Then when you leave, you'll have your kids and you'll work and you'll be happier. Trust me. That was sound fucking advice from, from a friend of his. But how many times do we endure things? And, and this, is, this is not just on the basics of men. There is females out there. More females than men, I think, in most situations. Yes, we are susceptible to being abused. There's been a couple of documentaries on that. Uh, there was that famous um, bloke that was being abused um, in the Midlands somewhere in the UK. And, um, you know, they, they've been around loads of times and seen the physical abuse but couldn't do anything until finally, you know, he was on death's door, hours away from death. death. She was starving him and everything, burning him with the iron and all sorts. So there, we are susceptible, and I do agree there is obviously more women out there that are susceptible, but then again, I can I can offer some sort of sanity to that to a degree in the sense that this is where men need to look after their mental health, not sanity, but this is where accountability, that's the word I was looking for, accountability for men are, they shouldn't get to that point because that is just around poor mental health. Go get help. Look for the right things. Try, I know it sounds easy and I'm not saying, I know it sounds, it says, I'm making it sound easy and I know it's not easy. I know it's fucking difficult. Trust me, I'm battling it daily. I'll be battling it for the rest of my life. I hope not to a degree. I hope to get to a point where I don't, like I said, I've got a goal. The goal, we talk about goals. My goal is X, Y, and Z. I'm hitting my goals. I spoke to them in New Year and and I'm on my point for hitting my first goal in March. So these are really, really good points. This is my individual journey. 
doesn't matter sometimes if you've got two paths and there's 90 million people going on one path and there's the other path completely empty that doesn't mean you need to go on the fucking path with 90 million people that's that might not be your path you might need to take the the lonely path for a little while to find happiness and sanity so important i'm going to leave you with a little tip actually so this is this is a genuine tip as well and this is for people with anxiety um nervousness whatever it may be um actually not whatever it may be fucking doesn't work for everything this works for anxiety and nervousness james your fucking penis so if you ever get a spout of anxiety nervousness and you know you get the sweats you you you're getting hot you're getting like it's, it's a really overwhelming feeling like you just want to shut down and i've got a friend that can probably relate to this actually the bilster um splash your face with freezing cold water or submerge your head briefly underwater. I'm not saying fucking drown yourself. Submerge your head underwater. Or splash your face with cold water. Cold water it has to be. And what it does is it kicks in the diver's reflex. And it's a it's an it's something we have in us from years and years and years ago. Million, whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not fucking I don't know the the, the, the the I just read the fucking bit that was that was working for me. It's modern day century stuff. I don't know about the past, but I'd know that it's called the diver's reflex. And it instantly and I mean it instantly brings down your heart rate when you do that. It's that shock factor. Submerging your head and if if you've ever done it where You've you've jumped into somewhere like a, a cold lake. I because I, I used to wakeboard, so it's a very very relatable thing for me. And you would instantly be like <gasps> in your deep breaths, and you're trying to calm yourself down. It's that shock factor. Um, a lot of military people probably relate to doing um, bloody Norway and jumping in. I've done that. That was um, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> so, but it does. It takes your heart. It takes your breath away. Slows your heart rate down. Try it. Please try it. Next time you're having something to do with anxiety or nervousness, some some sort of situation. I know this can be difficult for women because you don't want to splash your face. You might be getting anxiety about going on a date or a job or whatever. Um, you know, and you don't want to get, you don't want to ruin your fucking makeup. And there's some men out there that don't want to ruin their makeup. <laughs> but if you do, if you don't mind, if you do not mind, try it. Try it. Give it a splash. When you're feeling in that situation, splash and just watch. Freezing cold water, not tepid, freezing cold water. Whoosh, give it a sploosh. That, just see what it does. Just see what it does. Submerge, I, I, I mean, I've done the submerge method, and it does. Once you get into a point, and it sort of feeds into cold water therapy, because that's what it does. Cold water therapy is, uh, I know it's everywhere at the moment, but it is. It's, just, it's the shock factor, and then when you learn to control your breathing, and you learn to control your heart rate, that is how you learn to control anxiety. People think it's it's uncontrollable. It isn't uncontrollable. We can, we can yes, we get panic attacks, and that's uh, the, the, the extreme event of it, but just try that. Just try a splash of water when you're feeling a little bit anxious, a little bit nervous. And just see if it works. It, Like I said, it, it's, an, it's an old diver's reflex. Instantly brings that heart rate down and might make that next situation you're walking into a little bit more manageable. A little bit more controllable. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to, we're not trying to cure these problems. Okay, What we're trying to do is manage these problems. And that's the, I think that's the fundamental sort of takeaway, really, is... We're not going to cure everything. There's going to be spouts. There's going to be times. But what we're learning to do is develop ourselves to be able to function, be happy, smile, 
and just enjoy life. We, we get very, very limited time on this world. So to be sitting there and stressing about things that are out of our control, to not be enjoying events and occasions because of our anxiety, because of our mental health condition, is ludicrous because you're missing out on parts of life. So if we can develop ourselves, if we can, if we can actively take charge of our mental health, look after ourselves, it will give us more. The more we get, the more rewards we get. The more we want to do these things. It's a cycle. We can all sit and just shut ourselves away. It's so easy to do that. So easy to spend time watching TV for hours. You're just watching your life disappear. Make those fucking arrangements. Take those chances. Look after your mental health. Consciously as well. Consciously make the effort. Whatever it may be. Bit of yoga, bit of meditation, bit of reflection. Whatever it may be. Get into the simple routine. When you get into a routine, and we talk about learned habits all the time, and I'm going to tell you again, three months, when we get into that learned habit phase, it's amazing when you don't do it, when it's become a learned habit, how bad you feel. Like I spoke to you, I missed Sunday's reflection last week. Felt fucking awful. I was wondering why I was going through fucking week stressed. It's because I hadn't had my weekly release, my, my hello, I'm here. And that's the important part about it. It's that that thing helps me. It doesn't work for everybody. Not everyone wants to sit on a podcast and talk. Not everyone wants to make TikToks. I get that. But find your niche. Find what is going to save you. What is going to help you. Don't just sit there turning to drink alcohol and antisocial or antisocial behavior or being antisocial in general. Because it's all anti, isn't it, when you're in a negative place. Look at the positive aspects of life. Move forward. And take control of your mental health. And I'm going to leave on that note. So thank you very much, as I always am thankful, for listening to me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I hope you're well. Smash the rest of the week out and enjoy it, please. Spread the positivity. Keep engaging with the right people. And um, let's watch ourselves grow. Take care, everyone. I'll speak to you soon.